BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have the space to really, to really have the weirdest play. I mean, you want to come out here and throw some knives? We have throwing knives. Like, you can really, (laughs) there's a lot of activities for people. Forget about Yahtzee. We're throwing knives. <laughs> We're throwing knives. Yeah. <laughs> Not for the woman that you had to send home who ran into the cat. That's why she can't come back. There's too much sharp. <laughs> too much sharp. Everyone's got to All right, my friends, it is time to laugh long and prosper one final time. Yes, here we are. Season three, episode 10 of Star Trek Lower Decks that you can watch at your leisure on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a wonderful campaign. We've had some amazing people, and we are thrilled to bring you the season finale. I'm one of your podcast co-hosts, David Magadoff, and with me is my wonderful Fanatics podcast, fantastic friend, co-host, and... Actress on the new Lifetime film that she can't say that much about, but still I'm excited. It's... It's me. It's Claire Kramer. Let's party. (laughs) What's up, David? I can't believe we're on the Lower Decks episode 10. I'm sad. I will miss doing this with the cast, the crew, you know, every everyone and you, I mean, fortunately, we'll keep podcasting, but we will not be talking about Lower Decks each week, which is a bummer because what a great series. Yes. Uh, and what a great cast, because that's obviously what we've, you know, other than the showrunner, Mike McMahon, uh, no slouch, by the way, uh, we've been able to, you know, have such a wonderful dialogue and get to know quite intimately this really great, funny charming cast of people for this uh, show. And there's a reason why even on a show where they probably rarely see each other, they probably only see each other, you know, at the, at the premiere, if they're lucky, because they're probably just doing it from their home, maybe from the studio, not in the rooms with each other, but the, it's such a, a treat to just hear their charm and their charisma and their chemistry without even you know back and forthing with each other that is a true talent that these voice actors have and it is a a pleasure uh and a delight and here we are with today our last guest tawny newsom you know tawny from a million things this is of course ensign mariner our lead on the show yes she has an incredibly popular podcast yo is this racist and she was on space force brockmeyer bajillion dollar properties physical and she also co-hosts another wonderful podcast called The Pod Directive with Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Claire, 
Tawny's pretty cool, huh? She is amazing. And she was podcasting with us for Fanatics for Star Trek Lower Decks in her Airstream trailer that mm. she has converted into a podcasting studio. So not only is she amazing, beautiful, talented, uh, and intelligent, she is my hero for doing that. She's inspiring. <laughs> And she talks about today her love of hosting, which I think is wonderful because, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give away any spoilers, David, in the intro. Don't. So we're, you know, but the airstream does come into play. I can uh, say that without spoiling. It is a beautiful thing. Yeah, she loves hosting people at her home. Uh, again, we won't spoil anything quite yet. But Tawny is uh, just an effortlessly wonderful conversationalist. This of course should be no surprise as she has two incredibly popular podcasts and this is what she does. And it's always a treat, right? Claire, when we get to chat with people who it just, it's just an effortless feel of just chatting. She's got a gift for gab and it is, it's a delight when someone has that. And you guys, I think we'll hear that in spades. Uh, And we, of course, can't let this go without talking about a few episode 10 highlights. I do love that there was a Texas class of ships. I thought that was really great. You have the the Dallas and the Corpus Christi. I it's amazing how such a small joke can go such a long way for me in naming all of the ships after just towns in these states. I do like Boimler does all these impressions. Jack Quaid is a genius. Uh, I do I'm now always going to say the phrase let's not have any cantaloupe talk. Let's have some cantaloupe talk. I think that's really nice. That made me smile. Uh, be a cantaloupe. Don't be a cantaloupe. I like that Picard funds the archaeology. I think that's great. I like that the Oakland came to save the day as, along with the Alhambra, the Fresno, the Covina, and the Pacific Palisades. These are very California-based jokes, but I live in California, so it made me laugh. I'm sorry, so Missouri. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kentucky. I'm sorry, Tennessee. Uh, if you, you lived here, well, you would laugh. David, you know what the hashtag on Instagram is. West Coast, best coast. Mm. It's true, baby. Also, if you've been loving the series, let alone our fanatics podcast in general, I think you, I think you should be loving both. Yes, love, love the podcast, love Star Trek Lower Decks, love, love on David. That's fine. Oh, thanks, Claire. <laughs> yes, sharing is caring, as we always say, especially yes. me as a mom. So share those fanatics episodes out there with your friends and family, with your gardener, with your pool guy, with your lawn guy, which is different than a gardener, yes. and uh, your housekeeper, your nanny. Your mother, your father, your husband, your wife. The Walmart cashier. Your partner. And and the squirrel that lives in the tree outside your kitchen window. Ugh, the squirrel. I have a squirrel, Claire, and I don't I shouldn't want to kill him, but I'll just leave it at that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's listen to this episode with Tawny Newsom. Do you leave out a water for them? Or do you leave out a LaCroix or do you say, bring your own hydration? Um, are you asking me right now? I think I'm always a fan of people bring their own hydration because then they get to have exactly what they want. But I'm happy to provide. Happy to. But if I were to appear in your home, I am not going appear- to see. Wait, did you come a- through a door a- or did you materialize? This uh, is important. Well, This is true. If I said materialize, while that is Star Trek related, it's going to change the whole conversation. So I came through the door. You're expecting me. We texted. Okay. And I'm walking into the home, you know, hooray. And when I 
see the bed next to the bed uh-huh. do i see a bottle of water waiting for me or no i'm not going to get a bottle of water in the newsome home um i'm first of all dis- waiting for me. disturbed that you've shown up at my home and you're immediately going to bed why am i so boring <laughs> to you um <laughs> long drive <laughs> it is a long drive i live in the middle of nowhere so here's the thing because i'm at a high altitude and it's a desert arid climate I'm going to have a lot of offerings of of hydration elements for you. I'm going to have a still water. I'm going to have a LaCroix mm. or a bubbly, perhaps. Mm. I'm going to have a spindrift. I'm going to have a beer if you want a nice cold beer. I'm going to have a cider. And I'm going to say, how are you feeling? And you can have whatever you want, but I will ask that you don't immediately go to bed just because that feels <laughs> sad for me. <laughs> That's so sad when you have a house guest who comes and just goes to sleep. I mean, it's also yeah. probably the highest compliment you can get because they're so comfortable. But Maybe. okay, so so let's talk about this for a second, Tani. How would you define ho- like a house guest? What is the length of stay? What separates a house guest from a roommate from a long term, you know, a long-term living situation. What What is the perfect definition of a house guest in your world? I don't, there's not a time limit on it for me. I guess a roommate pays rent. Mm-hmm. So I live on a weird mountain compound where I have this lovely like Airstream trailer that I'm recording in right now. This has hosted people for as long as one night to two months. Oh. Um, actually, my mm-hmm. brother-in-law just stayed here for like eight months. I kind of forgot about that. He was like oh, wow. straight up living here. <laughs> yeah. He like just left and I was like, oh yeah, now I have this I space love that you to use about the office. But you just finally mentioned rent <laughs> yeah. at the very end. You're like, you know, rent could be nice, you know, Not once we get all. up to the nine month and all of a sudden his bags are packed. No. Oh my gosh. So my wild li- life philosophy is I don't invite anyone to stay who I'm ever going to like resent them staying. You know, I don't give anything I'm not happy to give. So I only invite people here because I live far from the city and I want that community. Like I I can't just pop down the street and grab a coffee with a friend all the time. So I have to make this really inviting here. I have a guest room inside my house and then I have like a garage we converted to a music studio and there's a pullout in there. So there's lots of options for people to like crash or to like straight up live here. And I call them all guests. I think those are all guests or they're part of my commune slash light cult so house guest cult, you know, uh, who cares? I don't care to define these things. No labels. We don't need labels right now. No, right? it's no. 2022 relationship anarchy. Yeah, get rid of get rid of those labels, girl. I love it. What is the maximum number of house guests you've had at a certain time? I mean, you mentioned commune, oh. so I'm curious. Like, how? I mean, how many? I had a a, a camp like a, a camp out like a, a Perseid meteor shower watch party because we have really great night skies. So we probably had like. Between the people like camping in tents, a couple people in this trailer, people in the house, we probably had like 12 people at mm. once. And it's not a big house. It's just like a big property. So Okay, that's legit. And before we go any further, I got to go back a <laughs> tiny bit because we're in LA. We're in Los Angeles. Are you in Los Angeles County? Let me no. start. No, you're outside the I'm, county. Yeah, I'm an hour away and I'm high up. So I'm close, but very far. Are you like Ojai or like Joshua Tree? Um, you don't have to give us the address, just like a general. I am more Joshua Tree than Ojai, but okay, that's as specific as I'm going to be because people are terrifying. Right. <laughs> Everyone's so, not you guys, you're cool. Everyone in the world and on the internet and everyone who listens to a podcast is terrifying. I should know. <laughs> Tawny, you don't know me enough. I could be very terrifying. That would be okay. exciting, actually, the, to learn at the end the, of this that you're very scary. <laughs> 
right? Just like a it's terrible like, that's person. That's like the, the <laughs> twist that's going to happen in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is the twist. What a terrible podcast. Um, uh, I'm the one who will be knocking on your door, going to bed, and not asking for anything. Else. I'm just trying to get an idea because um, a couple times we've talked about the remoteness of your place, and it's hard as a Los Angeles you know, person yeah. to picture that. So I, I now have a better understanding, you know, sure. significantly outside of Desert. Los Angeles, significantly yeah. high, the high, yeah. you know, you're up there. So you're going to be um, winded when you come here. Mm, <laughs> how do you pitch when you want, you know, it sounds to me like you really enjoy having house guests, you know, I love it. So I love pitch, it. So pitch me. <laughs> Okay. What, well, tell me first, Claire, what are some of your interests? If you could distill your vibe, because we're not friends yet, so I need to know what your vibe is so I can tailor my pitch to you. Well, I like all the beverages you mentioned. I, okay. <laughs> I'm a fan of bubbly over LaCroix, I think. Cool. I also love yoga, do a lot of yoga. I like okay. crafting in my free time. I, it would be great if I had a craft studio one day. And I could also see myself living off the grid in an L.L. Bean type situation, you know? Oh, this is perfect. Okay, so I would be like, girl, you know how you spent all that money a couple weekends ago for Liz's birthday party in Joshua Tree? Where you guys went and you stayed at that creepy Airbnb where you're pretty sure there were like cameras in the entertainment center? Yes, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of that, instead of spending money to be in uh, Los Angeles's uh, hip desert, you can come to a deeply unhip, very remote area for free. And we can do yoga. I have a great big sunset patio. We can do yoga together. We have a workshop. I've been building these little like concrete tables. They're super mm. easy. You just pour a concrete form and put legs on it. And they're very art artsy and crafty. We can go on a little hike in the morning. We'll cook you breakfast. I'm in. So. Yeah, and no one's going to murder you here. Okay, good. No murder. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, That's what if pitch. I'm there too, David though? David may murder oh, us. He was asleep in the other room, but now he's ready to hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Tawny. I got I have some other more questions for you yes, as well. Yes, I'm here so to answer. So early on, you said that your brother-in-law was there for eight months. Yeah. Does that count as hosting like is there a certain point where he's just he just lives there you know what i mean is it after a month you're just sort of like all right you know where to get everything you kind of know what to do yeah you know, you're kind of more on autopilot it it does kind of blur the line into just like communal living a little bit because then there is a little bit of like hey you know he knows how to water the plants for me when we go out of town or like oh my gosh there was a big storm here i kind of need you to like shore things up like it just becomes commune shit which i also really love so I guess I'm yeah. always like hoping that every house guest will become a member of my commune just with the right alchemy of elements. <laughs> well, it's a light cult, you said. Light which cult. I like. Yeah, diet it's cult. A light uh -huh. cult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cult zero. <laughs> um, so you. <laughs> so, cult zero. You did it. You did it. We can end the pod. <laughs> at, exactly. Um, you started getting into this like previous to having this compound. Like, do you remember like maybe being like. You just graduated college or something. You just had someone over and you're like, this is nice. Like, when did that sort of start for you? The idea of like, I like having people over. I like taking care of people. Yeah, I've always liked, I, I've liked an aesthetic. I've liked creating a home. I used to read Architectural Digest when I was like a kid. Like, that was the only magazine that was in our house. And I was like, this is great. I just want to look at nice couches. And then when uh, my husband and I lived in Chicago and we had like a loft and like, you know, a loft space is it was completely open. It was a big industrial loft, but I, I still liked having people stay over and people would be kind of like, oh, you don't have an extra bedroom. I was like, right, but we have like 1,500 square feet of just open 
we can just like, you know, partition off a little area. So I kind of learned how to like make people comfortable for short stays, obviously, in that kind of a space. And then I just always knew I wanted like a big compound where people could stay and just feel comfortable. And yeah, I don't know. I think I've always just been, I'm an only child. So I think the psychology of this is I've been trying to, yeah, look, you found it. You dragged, you dragged the, the pathos out of me. Where I'm like, hey, I was like a weird little lonely no, kid. No, I'm pointing at myself because I too am an only oh, child and I totally too. get this. Yeah. So I was just trying to drag people around me, you know, create a little community. That's, that's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. As an only child, did you also like to read Architectural Digest? <laughs> I'm really into, uh, with my wife, the Architectural Digest YouTube videos Hell of yeah. all the celebrities' homes. You are on your way to that, Tawny. Well, and it is. I did yes. I did one for this trailer. It wasn't a video, it was a photo shoot because we renovated yeah. this little vintage trailer and so they came and they did like a little shoot. But I was kind of like, I'm not as rich as the celebrities you normally have on here. Like this is all kind of like very DIY. And they were like, no, 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 that's good. We like it. So I feel like I'm their like, their, their like slumming it issue of like, <laughs> look at this woman who made something out of absolutely nothing. <laughs> But how did you feel though? Did, did you know if growing up reading Architectural Digest and now they came? Was it a little bit kind of cool for you, or were you like, whatever? It's cool. I think I'll be- I'll believe it when I see it. It hasn't come out yet, and so I'm a little uh... like, are you guys just gonna look at all this and be like, this woman lives in a desert trash pile? We don't want to put this in the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? What determines where, now you said you have a couple, you know, you have the Airstream, you've got the pullout, you've got the extra bedroom. What determines where a guest goes? Or do they just kind of like vibe it out when they get there? Yeah, it's it's entirely guest preference. Uh, it's also kind of seasonal because I have had people stay in this Airstream in the dead of winter, but, you know, we get deep snows. It gets like down to 25 degrees. So sometimes that's a little ambitious for folks. Uh yeah, so I'm kind of like, what are you feeling? You feeling like you want to be like in our house, which means, sorry, we're 75 years old and we're going to be awake at 645 making coffee. It will be loud. It's not a big house. Or do you want like to be downstairs in the studio and kind of feel like you're in like a cool hip basement and look at our record collection and wake up on your own time? Or do you want to be so far down the hill? It's like you're in another property and be in the Airstream. So it's everybody's everybody's vibe. Have you ever had a moment where you're like, you know, it's been such an amount of time where we haven't had somebody. Mm-hmm. I got I got I'm now going to start fishing for people oh, to see yeah. if they can come over. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm about to start doing it to the two of you. We I'm just ready. Met, I'm going to be like <laughs> y'all are showing a lot of interest. Your eyes aren't glazing over when I'm talking about it. So you're you're about to get the sales pitch. <laughs> it's kind of my dream really to like have a second a second residence like that which eventually could become a first residence when i've wrapped up the whole children thing you know yeah <laughs> yeah when that's a wrap on kids yeah when that's a wrap and they're out like i'm in <laughs> thank you that is picture wrap on my children <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah that's how it started for us like this was like a second-ish home but we were just renting in la and then the dreaded covid19 descended upon all of us and so we just got rid of our rental place and lived out here full time, like just like feral mountain people. Well, uh, it's amazing. Yeah. The one good thing from the pandemic, I feel, well, there's there's obviously a few things that have changed. One is the way people do business. You can now work from home. It's, it is not, yeah. it doesn't carry the negativity that it used to, you know, if you're not running into the office every day or, or whatnot. So I think that that's a strong, a strong choice. I, I, if I were in your shoes, I feel like I would have moved as well. 
Thank you. It definitely has its uh, ups and downs. Like, I mean, it's definitely, it is remote. My nearest neighbor is a mile away. So there's some challenges. <laughs> so when folks come out to stay with you, do, how do they deal with that remoteness? And how do you like sort of ease them into this new way of life? You know, I can kind of picture. How many chickens yeah. are on the property? That's the question. <laughs> I don't have any animals right now. I grew up on a ranch with animals oh. and I'm a little chore traumatized. I grew up an only child on a ranch. So you can imagine how <laughs> many chores I did. Uh, so I'm a little like, you know, I travel too much for work. I don't want to put that on my husband. So we used to have a cat. She passed away. We don't even have a dog as much as I would love it. But we do have a lot of wild animals that I consider all my children. There's a road runner that comes by like two to three mornings a week just to like make sure I'm awake and knock on the window and he runs away. <laughs> but to answer your question, the, the main thing I have to prepare people for, because I'll have people who are just like, we're going to drive out on like a Sunday afternoon. We'll have a cocktail. We'll have dinner together. And then we're going to go home at night. And the thing I always say is at any point you can decide to stay over because it is very dark out here and driving out here in the dark if you don't know the roads can be intimidating. And I don't want you stressing about it and worrying about it. The other thing I need you to understand, once you get here, there is no like, oh, we forgot the butter or the wine. I'll just pop into town. Everyone always offers. If, if they come and they're like, you know what? We didn't bring the thing. Do you have anything? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. That's okay. I'll modify the recipe or whatever. They're like, I'll just try it. Where's the nearest? Th and I'm like, we won't see you for an hour and a half. <laughs> there is no, there is no, I'll just pop out. So that's that's one thing people really have to wrap there. Or like a you don't have to cook for us. When people come and stay for like over a week, I, I cook all the time or like we cook together. And people will say like, you don't have to cook every night. We can just like order something. I'm like, dear sweet summer child, we surely cannot. Unless you want to drive about 55 minutes to maybe find like a like an Applebee's somewhere. I don't even know what it would be. There's just nothing. <laughs> so it's all got to be here. <laughs> Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If you don't know when Crystal Pepsi was discontinued, what was in Al Capone's vault, or which famous meteorologist is Lenny Kravitz's second cousin, then you haven't spent enough time on Wikipedia. But that's okay. I am here for you. I'm Darcy Carden, and I'm inviting you to listen to my new podcast, WikiHole, from Smartless Media. Discover the craziest rabbit holes on Wikipedia with me and my funny friends as we bring the cyber frontier directly to your tympanic membrane. And if you listen to my podcast, you'd learn that that's the sciencey term for eardrum. We embark on a hyperlink roller coaster as we start out on a Wikipedia page and go from link to link to link to link, careening through trivia, oddities, and unexpected connections until we collectively shout, How the hell did we get here? Follow WikiHole on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to WikiHole ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Take us through the emotions of having a guest. You know, Ooh. what are the moments that make you happiest when they first arrive, when you when you feed them, as you're saying that you do, <laughs> you do so well, I'm sure. I always love the moment when people kind of like settle and feel the calm out here and like whether it's they're looking at the view or it's a nice sunset 
or they've just, you know, they've come from the city usually, or they've flown to LA, like, cause we lived in Chicago so long. So many of our friends are still there. So if they've flown in and they've driven out here, once they're here, something just settles and they go like, oh, I get it. Like, it's so peaceful. It's so quiet. It's so calm. The air is so crisp. Or they see the stars. That's another moment. Mm. Like, because there's always a little bit. And because I used to be this, I was a very city person where I was like, what do you mean you can't just like go down the street and get what you need? Like, I loved living in like vibrant neighborhoods. And so this is such a shift that I I love that moment when people go like, oh, I get it. You know, and I'm Mm -hmm. like, "Uh uh-huh, see, do you want me to start sending you properties that are nearby? Huh? It'll take a lot of work. Um, (laughs) And then the other moment, did you ask for a bad moment or you only want good moments? I'll take a bad moment. I love a good bad moment. (laughs) Why did I inject negativity? That could also just transition into what are some of the moments where you're like, oh, they left a mess or like, (laughs) you know what? That person's not allowed to come Oh, yeah. Who's been banned? Oh. Yeah, Claire and I are totally in for this. There have only been a couple people who've been banned. And it's not because they left a mess. It's because, you know, there's like a real like alchemy to bringing people together out here. And I, I'm really protective of like just the just of everyone having a nice time. Even if that means you want to like go off on your own and just journal and not really be part of like whatever group activities having happening, you can do it. So I had one friend who was very talkative, which I am too. But she was talkative in a way that left no room for any of my other friends who didn't know her to like be part of. She was just like monologuing and she was just podcasting in person. Right. And like, (laughs) and as a podcaster, I was like, you got to leave room. You got to leave some room. And she just didn't. And everyone was kind of like, they just were like, you know, this woman was just kind of holding court all weekend. And I was like, that can't be the vibe we have out here. You can't just come and bring all your like L.A. trauma and just like yammer about it. Um. The only other person that got banned, she immediately, she really wanted to go on a hike. She was so like jazzed about hiking and she was not a hiker. And I was like, okay, we're just going to go on like a walk. And she stepped outside and like without looking, just immediately ran into a cactus and Mm. maybe only 10 feet from my front door. So I was like, for your safety, I don't think you can come back. Right. (laughs) There's too much out here that can harm you. That is funny. So, you know, I feel bad about that one, but I'm also like, I can't be liable. Like, if she falls down a hill, we got bobcats. Uh, yeah. I, that can't be on me. No, you're very smart. Don't do that. No. No, 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 no. <sighs> no, no, no. I have an Airbnb out in Palm Springs. I don't mind. I'll I'll plug it. Search for it at, um, uh, yeah, I'll, I, I'll never plug this on plug any it. of this. But, you know, this is an appropriate one. Stay Bungalow M, my friend. Stay Bungalow M.com. Cool. And uh, it's in Palm Springs, and we love it. And there's a little road runner that comes by as well, and little rabbits and stuff. Uh, so I get it. Um, it's it's a very sweet thing to host people and to have them over. And i i want to I want to dive in a little bit because, and and I don't know if you've ever done this, Tawny, but uh, we've mentioned it a number of times because I'm just bonkers for it. Have you heard of the Enneagram, this personality typing test thing? I have. How, do you know your number, Tawny? I think I'm straight up. Wait, is that the ENFT or whatever? That's Myers Briggs. That's Myers Briggs. This is like numbers one through nine, I've, and so there's each. I've done it, but I don't remember. Okay, I've got a feeling you may be a two. Claire and I are both twos. We're helpers. We're like, do you like to take care of people? Yeah, sometimes. Okay. Yeah. What's it's the- a light cult, so I don't know how much you take care. I was going to say, my dad as a kid called me a benevolent centrist, which means I want to do whatever the hell I want at all times, but I also want to endow everyone else with that spirit. So. Yes, uh, I like that. 
Yeah. You might be an A. You might be a very healthy A. Ooh, right. I like this. Another, that's another, yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, you're healthy, whatever you are. It sounds, <laughs> you're benevolent. That's the good thing. Uh, so would you would you say growing up as an only child, do you think if you had to ask the, the major why for yourself on this? Because I also love having guests come over. I really do. I like take, hosting people and having them. I love like you do, you know, saying, hey, check this thing out. And they're like, wow, I really love it too. You're like, yeah, wasn't that cool? This thing that I, I saw and I figured out. Yeah, I love that sort of transformation, that aha moment of like this cool thing that I'm doing, you love it now too. Okay, great, you know? Yep. So do you think that's because in your childhood you, people didn't listen to you or maybe they did listen to you a lot or you're trying to make up for something maybe? I always like fi- finding that little like pain point for why we love the things we love. Yeah, I love I love figuring out why I'm just a little damaged, why something good I do comes <laughs> from a bad place. I'm serious. It's like, it's good. I think um, yeah. I, I know it has something to do with the fact that I grew up in two households because my parents were split and they shared custody. So Tuesday through Friday, every week I was in one house and the weekend I was in the another house from age five to 17. So there's something about needing a space that is wholly my own, that I am in charge of, that Mm -hmm. I can welcome people into, but I have no threat of being pulled from. Right. So- but but which is ridiculous because I also have a place in LA because I have to like work in LA. So I'm still living this like two house life. I just have tricked myself into thinking I'm in control of it. <laughs> well, you're centralizing your life on some level. You know, you're you are controlling on some level. You're saying in a good way, like, but you're doing it in a place where you're allowing others to be a part of it. You're wanting others to be a part of it. It's a very beautiful way to because we all have homes, however you want to call a home a home. Yeah. And your home is just an open home and you're trying to make it beautiful for yourself and beautiful for others. I think it's it, it's a it is a very benevolent thing you're doing. Oh, thank you for saying it that way because there definitely is the side of it where I'm like, "Oh, how selfish is it of me that anytime a friend asks to hang out, I'm like, "Do you want to come out here for the weekend or just the night?" And I'll make it di- like I'm always trying to drag people out here and I'm like, "No, sometimes they just want to like eat a meal in Silver Lake and you can do that too." <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so this is a good question. We've tapped into something interesting here. Do you think that having the property, let's just call it, you know, has personified your love of hosting and your love of like, you know, kind of like cooking for people, making them happy, making them comfortable? Or was that there as well when you were just in your loft or your, you know, your other place in Los Angeles? It was definitely there, and I finally feel like I have the space to hone it, you know? Mm-hmm. I have these two fantastic friends in Austin named Christopher and Brian. I went to high school with Brian, but we didn't reconnect until later in our 20s, and they are the the most exquisite hosts I've ever been around. Like, it's like a compulsion for Christopher. Like, he's up in the morning making you a pie, and at the end of the <laughs> night, he's, like, setting out, you know? it's There's so many, like, things going on in his psyche about why he needs to be a perfect host, but it's like staying in an insane hotel with like a butler to stay with them. And so I learned a lot from them because I would go uh, to South by Southwest almost every year in uh, in my 20s because of uh, this band I was in. And so I, I spent a lot of time with them and I kind of learned like, oh, when I'm an adult, I mean, we're the same age, but they felt more adult than me. I was like, when I'm an adult, I want to do this. I want to like make people feel the way these guys are making me feel. And then I was just trying to do that in smaller spaces with, where it was just a little harder. And right. now- I have the space to really, to really have the weirdest play. I mean, you want to come out here and throw some knives? We have throwing knives. Like you can really, 
<laughs> There's a lot of activities for people. Forget about Yahtzee. We're throwing knives. <laughs> We're throwing knives. Yeah. <laughs> Not for the woman that you had to send home who ran into the cat. That's why she can't come back. There's too much sharp. <laughs> too much sharp. <laughs> how are you? Now, I know how I am when I go to other Airbnbs or stay at my friends' homes and I am... I, I am a judgy McJudger Steve really? the highest regard. Now, I won't necessarily say it. I try to be as respectful to the regard. I, I'm the kind of air because I am an Airbnb host. I will give all the private feedback in the world, but I will almost always give you five stars as long sure. as it's clean. Sure, sure, I sure. Will, because I know what it, even going down to four stars, this is just an FYI for everybody. If you give a four star Airbnb review, that's actually a negative, which is a stupid Whoa. thing on Airbnb's part. I'm throwing it out there. It's unlike a movie review. A four star movie review is a very good thing. A four star Airbnb review actually dings you. This is an Airbnb problem, not a you problem. Yeah. That being said. You gotta fix that. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, do you have a very high bar for when you stay at other homes because of how good a host you are? Not for things like things being nice or convenient or whatever. I do have a high bar though for people making sure you feel comfortable. So like, I'm okay if you have a bunch of house rules. Like if I'm staying with you, if I'm staying in an Airbnb, I'm, I've am i kind of sworn off Airbnbs, I'm sorry, just because of the, the, yeah. the insane number of rules these days where I'm just like, uh, a hotel is not asking me to do my dishes. So I, <laughs> I've kind of like swung, <laughs> but I started using Airbnb in 2010 when no one was using it. We mm-hmm. rented out our loft and it was like this, it was almost like the couch surfer community had found this cool little thing. And the old logo, yeah, the old cloud logo, the old cloud logo. It was so cheesy, but it really was like special then because it was like people opening up their homes. And now it's just like creepy corporate Russian companies, and you're staying in like IKEA furniture, except for your place, which sounds great. But your places are few yes. and far between now. Um, yeah. So anyway. I always say, if you can go to Air, you I for just a just a heads up, everybody, Airbnb, you gotta read the reviews. Yeah. Don't get anything below four point five stars. They have to be a super host, but please read the last five reviews. Don't just click on it and go because it's true. It's just true. So many of these Airbnbs are yeah owned by a corporate thing or just are junky or weird, and it's it's totally not worth it. And you're just yeah. upset as soon as you walk in. Yeah. I'm with you. And I'm just like mad about it. And I'm like, I could be at a Marriott. And I could be getting points. Um, <laughs> But no, so I'm not I'm not judgy about that, but I am judgy about like if you haven't made clear to me what makes you comfortable in your home, you know, like should I get my own coffee? I'm happy to do it or do you like making it? I just need expectations set so that we can all move around cuz that's how I am here. We tell people exactly like please have at everything, do this, do that, do me a favor and don't mess with this area right now cuz we're rebuilding something, whatever. So that people know they have like the run of the property but they have people like structure. So yes. I I crave that too when I go somewhere. Like, just tell me, tell me what not to touch, and I'll take care of myself. <laughs> How about the husband? Yeah, I always like to know what the spouse feels. Is he all in on like, let's bring these people over, or is this very much like oh, he's hard to find when people come over? Is he all about it, or no? Opposite? He is all about it. He grew up in a, a real commune with eleven families mm. under one roof, so he's like, wow. he's been trying to recreate this hippie Jesus people. 70s life that he had (laughs) 80s i guess uh yeah because we don't have children and we're very just like we just want community all the time so he loves it he might love it more than me i had to draw a boundary with um a friend that did just turn up without telling us oh um it was sort of a friend that was like live like van lifing it like very cool person 
loved having them for certain amounts of time, but I don't like, I don't necessarily like being surprised. There's a world in which he could have surprised us and I would have been okay with it, but I'd just come back from a long trip. So I was a little like, we got to figure out the rules of this, <laughs> this weirdo hippie <laughs> commune we're running. <laughs> it's got to be a structured hippie commune, you know? <laughs> yes. What is the optimal uh, amount of notice for a house guest? Uh, I'm coming me, tomorrow. 24 that's hours, good. truly. Yeah. 24 hours. One time. Oh, wow, that's pretty, that's quick. I, I just, I just got to wrap my head around it. Cause then I can also say like, hey, can you give me a day? I'm getting back from a long trip. I've been out of the country. Can you actually stay with another friend one night and then come in two days? You know, it gives me negotiation time. One time my dad, I had gone to, so we had terrible wildfires in 2020. We uh, kind of like, we did evacuate, but this was like a different time where we had, we're not officially evacuated. We just left because it was smoky. And we went to Mammoth to stay for the week. And my dad, who lives in Northern California, called me as we were in Mammoth. We're like packing up to come back home. My dad calls me and he's on the road and he's like, I'm coming to see you. And I'm like, uh, when? And he's like, I should be there in three hours. I'm like, oh, ha okay, wh what are you gonna, you know, this is mid pandemic, he's immunocompromised. I was like, well, you can't stay in the house, what are you doing? And he's like, no, 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 I brought an RV. And my dad <laughs> drove an RV from the San Francisco area down here, gave me three hours notice and turned up and just parked and ran a generator on my property for like a week. <laughs> and I was like, that is too short of notice. <laughs> I that need to know too... if you're bringing a home also, to my home. <laughs> include the details, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling with I a need Jenny. The details. Yeah. Also, Allowed. also a home. <laughs> I need more than 24 hours if you're bringing a home onto my home. <laughs> right. Exactly. What What does your house not have that you want to get or change for a hosting purpose? A hot tub. I'm desperate mm. for a hot tub. Mm. You guys got a hot tub. I do. Yeah. We do. Oh, man. This is all hot tubs on the pod except me. It is a crucial piece of life-altering piece of something, whatever you would consider a hot tub. I can't have a Palm Springs place and not oh, have some course. sort of water. Of course. Water thing. Yeah. There's a pool. There's a hot tub. Yeah. You got it all. Man, I would well, love a pool, too, you know. but I don't think I can dig one. I don't think they would let us. I don't know. But a hot tub, I do, I need, yeah, you I need You sound so far out that I think you can do whatever you want and government would take like a year to finally You know what you can do? That's true. Tawny, I, I'm seeing this in my head. You can do one of those okay. old like barrel hot tubs. Like that so would be I did, cool. And it didn't go great. Oh. The galvanized pool. I did. And it was nice because it was like hot during the thing and then uh, well, oh, cold during the, and I only figured out the cold part because the hocks were so high in elevation. I couldn't heat the water efficiently enough. I was just running the heater, you know, because I was like, oh, right. I learned this in high school. Water boils. It takes slower to boil when you're at a high elevation. So the chemistry of it, I couldn't <laughs> figure out. And uh, then there was a bee problem. These bees loved it. <laughs> so I think I need like a traditional hot tub with a tight fitting cover, you know? Yes. Yes, the airlock. This is my next project. Yep. Lock it down. Yep. Yeah, because true animals me. could be in and out of that without the proper lock, not just bees. Talk about other yeah. animals. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it's coyote o'clock here every dusk and dawn. So uh, we got to, <laughs> although it'd be pretty cute to come out and see them just bathing, doing a little coyote backstroke. Be pretty that cute. That is cute. Yes. All right, David, I think it's time. This was a wonderful pod, Tawny. Thank I, you. you. Your heart is my heart on this. I absolutely 
love that you bring people into your life and because you know and I and I and I'll say this the little that I know you and there's pretty little let's be honest <laughs> but I can trust very confidently that your place is awesome and oh, that people dang. are very happy there so like that's cool and when you do have something awesome to share share it so god bless you I appreciate um, it can you please regale us with a love letter to this thing that you love yes dear house guests who might become members of my light cult, but no pressure. (laughs) You're invited. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. And the, the, by us, I mean me, Nate, my husband, Spork, the road runner, uh, (laughs) Mike and Brian, the two turtle doves that hang out in the spring, that loud ass mockingbird who was here for like a month, the coyotes that roam every night and morning, that one bobcat who I named Sheila, Thank you so much for hanging out with us and being part of our little community. And I want you to do more of it. We have so many instruments you can play. You want to do karaoke? Come do it here. You want to do, and and we'll play backup for you. It'll be live band karaoke. You want to uh, camp out under the stars? Do it here. Don't go to a national park. Well, do go to a national park, but you can also come here. We have it all for you. We'll have LaCroix. We'll have bubbly water. We'll have wine and just remember that no, you cannot get to a grocery store in any reasonable amount of time, and you'll be happy here forever. Thank you, house guests. I love you. Love, Tawny. And watch out for the cactuses. That's true. Yeah, be careful. <laughs> Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. We have a lot of work to do. To face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are gonna die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. We're not your enemies. We never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th. This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. Claire, you like hosting people, right? Well, I host for many people for decades. So (laughs) I have committed on a different level of hosting, but uh, it's called parenting and you're about to be a part of it. But yes, I do like hosting. I love I love the dinner party. I love cooking. I really enjoy set like 
we've talked about this before. I like crafting. I like making things. So to me, like a dinner party, it's not just about making the meal and the dessert. It's the presentation, the floral arrangements, the candles, the linens. I really like, you know, cocktail napkins. That's something about me that I really like. My sister and I both. Mm. Um, so I'll bust out some nice cocktail napkins to put out. So yes, I'm I'm with Tawny. Although she is more, I feel like, a long-term host and... Aside from my children, I think I'm better suited as a short-term host. You're a, uh, as we say in the Airbnb world, you're an STR. You're a short-term rental. Okay. And ST almost sounded like an ST something else. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, R. R is the other word. STR. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that would be a good way to describe me. What about you, David? I, as I've spoke about my Airbnb in the desert, uh, I, I do love hosting people there it makes me happy like someone got engaged there so my little heart went a flutter you know when you hear stories like that um i don't we don't have enough room at our house to really host long-term people i wish i did if i had a compound like tawny does i think and i feel like you would be the same if you had a compound like what she she has i think we'd be like come on over but like you've got you've got four little ones and i've got someone coming along the way and so it's it does. The room isn't there. I don't feel to make it feel comfortable, but I do like you. I love hosting a dinner party. I mm -hmm. love that. It makes me so happy. Like I just love people being in a room and we're all chit chatting. And somehow I got to be a part of the creation of this experience. That just that is like a highlight for me as a human being on like a, any given day kind of thing. Like. That's the stuff I'm going to remember when I die. Like, I love getting people in a room together who maybe don't know each other. or Maybe they do. Maybe mm -hmm. we're playing a game. Maybe we're just eating right. pizza. But just, you know, exactly that. It's, it's okay. Real quick, because we're, we're, you know, we, we don't want to keep people on here forever. Maybe we do. But what did party games? You mentioned games. Uh, what are what are your go to party games? As, as we all know, Settlers of Catan, uh, mm -hmm. big fan of that. Uh, I feel like it's the right amount of chatting with each other and temperament. I also love Mafia. I'm a big Mafia fan. I haven't played mm -hmm. Mafia in a while. I think I'm, I'm itchy to play that again. I love mm -hmm. Mafia because people... I, but at the same time, have you been a part of the games? And we'll wrap this up. But have you been in those games where people have yelled at each other so much that they've actually like made a rift in their relationship? Because I've seen that. I have not played Mafia enough. I have only played once or twice because I may card fanatic but also mm. so cards fly when there's family around with me and if there's not family it's settlers risk or uh settlers and risk are the main ones i think S scrabble you'd be i love scrabble claire you would be so good at mafia i want to play invite me over I need to have a mafia night. I think it'd be good with this whole group and our producers and stuff. It's yes. It's just lying the game, and it's Let's... vehemently lying and Why doubling do you think down I'd be on so your good lies. At it? I just think you're a good actor. Because my name and... isn't Claire. Oh, <laughs> surprise! Uh, just kidding. No, yeah. I, I let's do that. Let's make a mafia party. You're just you can commit, Claire, and I believe in your commit your commitment on all mm. levels of life. And I feel like mm. it is a commitment game, and I think you would. Do very well. That, well, I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you, yes. David. You're welcome. <laughs>
Anyway, we have come to the end of the road with Star Trek Lower Decks. Some may say we saved the best for last. I believe we did with Tawny. And what a great episode about hosting. So thank you guys for joining us on this journey. And guess what? If you haven't watched Lower Decks and now you want to start or you want to introduce a friend, pair it with this podcast. It's like a fine wine and a good cheese. Oh, going back to hosting. That's great, Claire. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll see you next Thursday. Bye. And coming up next week on Fanatics, we have Jacob Hopkins. He's awesome. (laughs) You probably know him as Fushi in the animated series To Your Eternity. Of course, he's from the Goldbergs and Alexander Drew in True Blood. Jacob is coming on to talk about his love of Roger Rabbit. Yes, I'm talking about Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the cartoon character, sorry, or Toon Roger Rabbit. We will see you guys next week. It's a great episode. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. If you run into a cactus, you won't be invited back. You won't be invited back. Don't be a prick and don't get pricked. By the way, I did run into a cactus last week and my thumb still hurts from a needle that went in my thumb.